0: I want to talk to you a little bit about something that is um, probably not something you were hoping to hear this morning at church, but I want to talk to you about something we every one of us need to hear from time to time, and that is about a word called procrastination. (laughs) I see the smiles on your faces, just delighted that you get to hear about that this morning. It comes from the etymology of that word comes in two parts pro means to go forward and cross means tomorrow and so when we procrastinate we are moving forward what we could do today into tomorrow now um obviously procrastination has a negative connotation and, and that's what we normally associate with procrastination, that we are taking something that we really should do today and moving it to tomorrow. But there is actually a good form of procrastination. Numerous times in scripture, God instructs his people to wait on the Lord and on his timing. And so occasionally there are times when you and I need to actually procrastinate doing something because we need to wait on the Lord for his go-ahead, for his direction, for his leadership and in, in all of that kind of thing. Because if we don't wait, our tendency is to get ahead of God and to go off doing things that we know need to be done, but we're doing them in our own strength and in our own energy And in our own timing. And so there is that sense of procrastination, which is good. When God tells us to wait on the Lord, then we need to wait. Jesus instructed his own disciples to wait, to leave Jerusalem, to procrastinate it. To wait in Jerusalem until the Father had given them the Holy Spirit. And there may be times in your life when, when you want to just take off and go do something, and the Spirit of God says, no, hold off, wait. Another good example of procrastination is putting off something that is unimportant to do something that is important. Uh, to do, uh, You might be putting off something that is unimportant or even urgent things, to do something that is really important. Um, John chapter 11 records a passage in Scripture where Lazarus had died, and Jesus was really good friends with Lazarus and Mary and Martha, and um, it just seemed like Jesus would rush off right away. Of course, Lazarus has died, and he would take off. But Jesus procrastinated two days. Two days. This was both important that Lazarus had died, and it certainly was urgent. I mean, you have both importance and urgency, and still Jesus waits. He doesn't go do what he's supposed to do. Why does he do that? Because he has something more important than even the death of Lazarus to do. He uses his death and he uses that waiting period. So because he wants to teach his disciples something very much and he and he wants to cause them to believe in him in a way they didn't. So then two days later, Jesus decides this is good procrastination that Jesus does. And two days later, he decides it's time to go. And guess who doesn't want to go? The disciples say to Jesus, The last time you went to Judea, they tried to stone you to death. This is not a good idea. Jesus, just stay put. Don't go back there. We know Lazarus has died. We know Mary and Martha want you, but you just stay put right here in Galilee. Don't go up there to Judea. Just stay put. And that was bad procrastination. They wanted to hold him back. But Jesus said, um, I am going there that you may believe in me. That was his purpose. And then Thomas wasn't having any of that. And that's when Thomas said, let us go also so that we may die with him. <laughs> He's the optimist in the group. <laughs> so, um Here's another example of good procrastination. And that is putting off something because the timing isn't quite right yet. You know you're supposed to do it. You know that you will get to doing it. But you also know that the timing is not just quite right yet. And so you have to wait. John chapter 7 tells the story of Jesus again. It's the the time of the Feast of Tabernacles and it's time for him to go to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast. And he has his brothers who really are not convinced that Jesus is the Messiah or anything else. They don't believe in him. And Jesus has already been doing some miracles and that is really nothing more than annoying them. And so they, they kind of you know, um, try to irritate Jesus and get under his skin a little bit. And they say, you know, why don't you just go on to the Feast of Tabernacles and go there and do your miracles and draw attention of the world around you. And, And then they can all see you doing your miracles and see what they think about you and all of that. And Jesus said to them this. Jesus said, the right time for me has not yet come. But for you, the right time is any time. That's exactly what women say to their husbands when they're out in the car waiting for them. Um, <laughs> the right time for me has not yet come. <laughs> well, anyway, there is, there is that, um, that thing that, you know, there is a procrastination that is good. There is also a procrastination that is not so good. And I want to talk to you about that also. For most of us, procrastination is a hindrance in our lives. It keeps us from being successful because we don't get around to doing the the difficult thing that really needs to be done to be successful. Henry Ford said, you can't build a reputation on what you are going to do. That's, you know, that's just real... Down-to-earth common sense. You only build reputations on what you have done. And you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. One of the, the bad things about procrastination, for most of us, is that it makes the task that you you need to do worse. Because the longer you wait to start something, the, the greater the chances are you will never do it. If I put off what I don't want to do today till tomorrow, I have already started a habit of saying, no, I can put that off. And so when tomorrow comes, it is all the more easier to put it off another day and say, no, I'm not going to do that till then. And by the third day, I really interrupt. I'm really in a habit of just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. And pretty soon, you're just used to saying, I'm not going to get around to doing that. And so the longer you procrastinate, the easier it is to continue to procrastinate until the point you don't even know you're procrastinating anymore. What you put off tomorrow will be easier to put off with each successive day. And so one of the other things is undesirable tasks become more undesirable also the longer you put them off. If I don't want to do something today... Tomorrow, I probably will want to do it even less (laughs) than yesterday. And the third day, even less. And so the longer I put something off, oftentimes the worse it can be. So the longer the delay, the bigger that item gets. Um, Richard Baxter says, if you cannot bend a twig, how will you be able to bend it when it becomes a tree? And there are some things in our life because we don't take care of them when they're small and we procrastinate. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger until we can't tackle them when they were pretty small and they would have been pretty easy to tackle um, with our lives. Here's another thing that makes procrastination difficult. Procrastination clutters up our lives. Now, I, I'm the living proof and example of everything I'm talking to you about today. <laughs> <laughs> Procrastination clutters up your life. You just, what you put off today, you already had a full schedule of things to do tomorrow. Even if you didn't know it, you already have a full list of things to do tomorrow. What you put off to today, you add to that list. And then because you've started a habit, you keep moving it down the line. And pretty soon you might start Monday with not too much on your agenda. By the time you get to Friday, your agenda is this long because you keep adding all the things you procrastinated on. And you get to Friday and you are just clutter full of things to do. Because you procrastinated along the line. So procrastination becomes very discouraging. Because if I have a list of to do things this high, that's not too discouraging. But when I get over here and my list is this high, I look at it and what do I say to myself? I can't do that. And I'm so discouraged and beat up over it that I don't get much done because I don't have much energy to face the task, the big long list, and all of that. So procrastination will lead me into further discouragement. Now, one of the other things about procrastination is that procrastination quite frequently is a lack of concern for your future self. If you put, are putting off something, it's because you really care more about today than you do about a week from now or a month from now or 10 years from now. If you're not saving for retirement today, it's because you care more about today and what you can buy with your money today than you do about 25 years from now. If you are not writing the paper that you knew know is due in a week. is because you care more about today and watching the TV show that you want to watch than you do about the assignment that is coming up on Friday. So you care more about, procrastination is really caring more about today than it is tomorrow. And so you sacrifice tomorrow, you sacrifice your future in order to have today. And do exactly what you want today. Or, as the case may be, you sacrifice this hour (laughs) for what is at 4 o'clock. And so we just put things off and we value the moment that we're living in instead of valuing down the road a little bit. And sometimes when we get down the road, it's not very pleasant. Because we didn't take care of things when we were supposed to take care of them. So here's the old principle. You either pay now and play later, or you choose to play now. Right, now I did it backwards. <laughs> pay now or play later. So you know the choice is you yours and and all the time we have to we have to realize that every time we make a choice are we living in the moment or are we living for the future and sometimes we have to balance that a little bit but we always need to keep that reality in mind Luke chapter 12 records Jesus comparing you and I to servants The master had turned over some his resources to servants. And then he had gone away. And he says, you know, I will be back. I just don't know when. And so the wise servants, they were ready. They they took care of his stuff. And they were always watching. And it wouldn't have mattered when the master came back. He could come back day or night. They were ready. They were on top of it. But the foolish servant said, well, we don't know when he's coming back let's go and let's party or let's do this, let's do that. We're just not going to worry about him. Someday he'll show up. And sure enough, he showed up when they least expected it. And Jesus said, the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So he says, we ought to always be ready, not procrastinate being ready for him. And, and, and so, friends, spiritually, I want to just... Plug this in here while I'm talking about procrastination in your lives. We can procrastinate spiritually. And we cannot afford to do that. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. And you and I need to be ready spiritually for the Lord Jesus Christ to come at any hour, day or night. Are we ready for him? Now, why do you and I procrastinate? I I dare say if I had you raise your hands, there isn't one of you that wouldn't say, I never procrastinate. (laughs) (laughs) I know I do. But why do we do that? And sometimes we need to stop and think about why we procrastinate. Well, number one, the thing we procrastinate is usually something we don't enjoy, right? It's not something that is natural to us. We don't just enjoy it. So if if that's the case, then why do we let that thing just hang on top of us continually? Because if I don't enjoy doing it today, but if I could get it done with, why not get it done with so I don't have to have that hanging over my head tomorrow and the next day and the next day? Well, we don't think about the next day. We just think about the moment we're in, getting done with that. Here's another reason Our to-do list is too cluttered and unprioritized. We have too many things on it, and we don't go and do our to-do list in proper order of what is really important today. And so we might spend the morning doing all kinds of things that is on our to-do list, but it's not really important. And when we get done with the day, we don't get the really important things done. Because it's not prioritized. Here's another reason this is really hits home for me. Um, we are unfocused people pleasers. <laughs> Pleasing people can take over our lives so that we are not in control of doing the important things that God wants us to do. If you are a people-pleaser, you will spend your life keeping everyone else happy, doing the things that are urgent and important to them. And you will not get around to doing the things that God says are important for you. So be careful of that. People-pleasers have that tendency to, Of of, of procrastinating on the things that are important to them because they're off pleasing everyone else. Another reason, we lack confidence. We don't feel good about our ability to do that task or we just don't feel good about ourselves, period. And, And parents, let me just say a word to you. If there's one thing I... Well, I could list several, but one thing I really wish I'd have done a better job with my children on is instilling confidence every day of their life. It's very, very important for your children to be confident. If, you know, procrastinators tend, they don't have confidence in marching forward. And they need that built into their lives, build confidence into their lives. Here's another one, perfectionism. (laughs) I can guarantee you that a perfectionist will want to have all the details all filled in before they ever take action. And so they will procrastinate doing something because they don't know all the details yet. They don't exactly know how everything is going to come together, so they are sitting back waiting for everything to fall into place. Perfectionism will lead you to not doing anything. It will freeze your activity level because you're waiting for everything to come together. And here's the bad thing about that. A perfectionist, while they when they get around to doing something and it's awesome, but they very seldom leave a legacy behind (laughs) because they've spent way too much time waiting for everything to come together. And here's the fact about that. It is when you start taking action and making mistakes that it becomes clear how to move forward. If you're just sitting back not doing anything, you won't know how to move forward. It's until you make some mistakes that you learn how to move forward. And so perfectionism can be a real hindrance and in terms of overcoming procrastination. You have to just move forward sometimes in your life. There's another one, being indecisive. Doing nothing isn't necessarily better than doing the wrong thing. <laughs> When you look back at something, you say, well, I wish I hadn't done that. Actually, doing that was probably better than just not doing anything. Because a lot of times that procrastination of just not doing anything doesn't get you anywhere. And making the wrong decision sometimes might open up so that now you know what you should do, where you can go. Um, I really am convinced that there are some times in my life when I, I've i just been hanging on, trying to wait for God to tell me what to do on something, and God really didn't care which direction I took. He was planning to be there on either road I took. And he was going to teach me, and if one road wasn't as good as the other, he was going to be there and correct me. He just wanted me to move. But as long as I was sitting still... He couldn't do anything with me. So sometimes we just need to move forward. Another reason that we procrastinate is because of fear. And the question is, what is the worst that can happen? Sometimes we simply need to ask that question. Living in fear is sometimes worse than actually having our fears come true. The Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of their fear of heading into Canaan. A negative report caused fear, and they just wandered around, procrastinated. They didn't go in when they were called to go in. And another reason spiritually that you and I procrastinate is because we have worldly values. And I am more concerned about this. I see this in in the United States of America more today than I ever have in my lifetime. But the church has absorbed too much of the world's value system. And because of that, we do not get around to obeying God. And we procrastinate on doing the things that God wants us to do because our value system has been corrupted by the things of the world. Genesis chapter 6 and through chapter 9 tells the story of Noah. And the people were just corrupt. They had completely adopted a a worldly uh, view of the world. Their values were completely corrupt. And God told Noah that he was going to destroy the earth. And here's this man, Noah, who, you know, God tells him to do something that just is ridiculous. Build an ark out of cypress wood and coat it, and you know gave him all the directions and all of that. And it's a huge thing to do without all our power tools and all of our equipment. And he spends and I forget. I was going to look it up. Was it a hundred or a hundred and fifty years building the ark? It was an incredible amount of time. Hundred years <laughs> building the ark. And Noah did not procrastinate one day. He just started building the ark. And the whole world was making fun of him. But he built the ark because he knew that's what God wanted him to do. I don't think it was fun for him. He just did it. He moved forward. Now, the people of his day, uh, because Noah... Uh, 2 Peter tells us Noah was a preacher of righteousness. The people of his day heard the gospel. They heard that they should repent, but they procrastinated and they never got around to acting on what God had called them to act on. And every one of those people were destroyed in the flood because they spiritually procrastinated. And friends, I want to tell you today, Be very careful. Be very careful that you don't let worldly values become so important that you procrastinate on making the spiritual decisions that God wants you to make. You don't want to end live for today and spend eternity in hell because your worldly values corrupted. What God wanted you to do, come to salvation, come to faith in Christ. Some people in the Twin Towers, if they could go back to that day, they would give anything to have started a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ the day before. (laughs) But they didn't know September 11th was going to be the last day. Their last day on earth. What if today was your last day? Are you ready? Don't let worldly values keep you. from. Don't let your worldly values procrastinate making those spiritual decisions that you need to make in your household. Now, In terms of recognizing procrastination, I'm going to skip that, John. Let's go to um, overcoming procrastination. It will be convenient. Um, It's never going to be convenient to do something you want to (laughs) procrastinate. You will always find something more enjoyable to do uh, than that difficult task. You just have to start it. Um, and, And getting started is very important. Inertia is important you must start, you must go, you must get some momentum to avoid procrastination. The only way to avoid procrastination is to actually do it. There is no other way to avoid procrastination. You actually just have to go ahead and do it. You can't think about it or anything else. You just have to go do that thing that you don't want to do. Think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed, and he prayed with sorrow that 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 the cup would pass away uh, for him, that he wouldn't have to do that. And yet in the morning, Jesus had this to his disciples after he, he said, Are you still sleeping? He said, Look, the hour is near, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Exclamation point. Here comes my betrayer. Exclamation point. And Jesus plunged into that week of suffering. Another thing that you and I can do to help us avoid procrastination is to plan ahead some way to reward ourselves for completing the task. Another thing is to make sure that the reward or the motivation for doing something is intrinsic. There is a certain limit. Um, any of us, as parents, have learned this: um, that you children are only going to do something that you want them to do for so long before they make, you know, have their own minds. And and the same thing is true for you. You will not always just keep doing what someone else wants you to do. Eventually, you're going to do what you want to do. <laughs> so. Uh, that that applies to spouses, by the way, also. Um, <laughs> eventually, we all do what we want to do. So, if you're going to not procrastinate, that motivation cannot come from someone else. It's got to come from you. You've got to build that fire inside you to avoid procrastination. Hebrews chapter 12 says we are to fix our eyes on Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy inside him, he set, the joy that was set before him, that was intrinsic motivation. Another thing you can do is develop accountability. Uh, Focus on developing the habit of overcoming procrastination. One task at a time. If you've got five things you've been procrastinating on for a long time that you really need to do, don't try to do all five. Fix one of them. Work on that. Build that habit of overcoming procrastination in one habit in your life. Once you've conquered that, then move on to another one. But don't try to fix everything you've been procrastinating on all at one time. And then you need to limit your to-do list. You really should only have two or three things on your to do list that are critically important for you to do every day. They say if you get more than that, you're going to develop the habit of getting to the end of the day and saying, Well, it didn't didn't work out. I, I didn't get these 17 things done. And you begin to develop the habit of justifying your procrastination. So you need to have two or three things. Sit down, you know, once a week. Create a to-do list and decide these two or three things are the things I have to get done these days. And, and, And avoid adding all these other things that come up. At max, in addition to those two or three things, you should only have three or four other things. Because if you have a to-do list of 17 items, I'll guarantee you are developing a habit of procrastination and not doing the things that God wants you to do. Keep your list to six or seven things max and only two or three of those critically important if you want to do what God wants you to get done in a day.